Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show. In this week's show, the big idea I explore is this. Is the science settled? And I say no. And I say you must keep thinking, learning, searching and challenging. The science is not settled. If you don't keep thinking, learning, searching and challenging, you will cease to be able to make good decisions. You will cease to be free. You will cease to be able to create the life that you want for yourself, for your family, for your community. This weekly show is founded on the formula SA plus P equals S. Self-awareness plus passion equals success. Your success. The ideas I share in this show are aimed to help you achieve your unique success. Since 1993, as Australasia's passion provocateur, after I left my successful legal career, I have educated, inspired, provoked audiences, small, large, one-on-one conversations of people to discover and pursue their passion. Because living life with passion makes all the difference. My two books, Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance, were written to help readers understand the amazing power, the amazing life that we have when we are living life with passion. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket, red the colour of passion. When you see red, think passion. And I hope that it's a provocation, a reminder to you to go, am I pursuing my passion? Am I searching for my passion? Sometimes you might know what you're passionate about, but the challenge is to work out how to make the amount of money that you want by pursuing your passion. And let me make you this promise. I have never found someone who's passionate about particular issue who cannot make money out of that passion, even quilting. In each show, regular listeners, viewers will know that I explore one big idea. And today that big idea, as I said, is the science is not settled. I will give you some resources, some humor, a book, a quote, a spiritual tip, a health tip. I have no desire to be politically correct, and I certainly support healthy addictions, and one of those for me, of course, is coffee. I love the stuff. Stephanie, I'm thinking of you when I'm drinking my coffee. I hope those of you who love coffee invest in a great coffee machine. So... What's happened in the past week? Well, January the 6th has come and gone in the US. And the announcement was made, the the electoral college votes are in, and Joe Biden has been said to be appropriately elected as 
the next President of the United States. At the time of recording, Donald Trump, whilst being reported as having conceded, there are other reports that say he hasn't conceded. The complexity goes on. In Australia, Queensland, Brisbane actually, the capital of the state of Queensland, has been locked down for three days because of one coronavirus case from this new version from the UK, this this more contagious strain of coronavirus. In Victoria, the borders have been shut. Australian states have shut their borders. This is supposed to be one country for a minuscule number of, quote, cases, end quote. And even then, those of you who follow the debate carefully know that the PCR test that is used to identify coronavirus is 94% unreliable. People's lives are being thrown into chaos. Not the public servants, not the politicians, not people employed by government, the emergency responders, oh no. Small to medium businesses. In fact, large businesses are doing extraordinarily well. And the stock market is booming. Human freedoms are being put at risk by these governmental responses. And some people say this is great. I say it's not. I say the science is not settled, and I will explore that. But these issues are very relevant as I'm reviewing the week that we've had. On a positive note, Julie and I have both been passionately pursuing our business interests, working hard. And the beauty of passion is that when you're passionate about your work, you don't need a holiday. I have no desire to be on holiday. Whilst many of you will be on holidays, celebrating the new year and the remnants of Christmas, and for those of you who didn't see last week's show, I wish you a happy new year. I'm loving the work and Julie's loving the work. At the same time, it's been great being able to swim in Victoria in swimming pools. And so there's been my cycling has now expanded into cycling and swimming. And having competed in triathlons for 35 years, it's great to be able to do a second sport and then get into a third sport when my calves start behaving themselves. So the exercise has continued The care around nutrition has continued. Appropriate amounts of rest has continued. And that rest is relevant to be able to pursue my work with passion. I hope that's how you wake up every morning. That's the point of this show as a weekly reminder to say this is a great way to live life, regardless of how difficult the things are that you need to handle. Now, to today's big idea, before I do, I invite you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the podcast. I invite you to visit our websites, coves.com, where I talk about corporate programs and individual programs, and charlescoves.com, where there are details of the self-awareness and passion quest. Invest in my books, Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance available on both of those websites. And if you think this show is useful, valuable, I'd be grateful if you shared it amongst your networks. 
tell people it's worth having a watch, having a listen. Thank you in advance for doing that. So, today's big idea. I say the science is not settled, and I say you must keep thinking, learning, searching, and challenging. Mainstream media keeps saying the science is settled. This is not true. This is like the Catholic Church in Galileo's time saying the science is settled. The sun revolves around the earth, rotates around the earth. I never, it's quite, I'm quite interested as to whether it's revolving or rotating, but anyway, it's certainly not revolting. Okay, the Catholic Church decreed the science is in. Galileo was silenced because the consequences were excommunication. And in those days, with the power of the Catholic Church, you would be not only excommunicated, but put to death. So Galileo kept his mouth shut. He stopped speaking science. He stopped speaking the truth. That's what we're hearing in the mainstream media today. Might is not truth. The fact that mainstream media says and politicians say and health authorities say the science is settled does not make it so. What is science anyway? When someone throws that to you, what is science? You know, the science is settled. What do they mean? It is a very confusing topic. It is a complex topic. I studied sciences at school before I became a lawyer. I've been interested in sciences ever since in any event. I urge you to take an interest in this question so that you have a basic rudimentary understanding of what to say when people say the science or the science has spoken. Has it really? Well, let's have a look at this. I found a magnificent article by a man called David Cayley. And I urge you to look at his blog, davidcayley.com. It's spelled David Norway, C-A-Y-L-E-Y.com. I'll put that into the show notes. And I want to read you some extracts from his piece, quite a long piece, on this question of science. Now, I'm a very good reader, so I hope you enjoy the way that I read this. It's, it's a little bit long, but not too long. He says, I'll continue with my discussion of science. The word is, in my opinion, a source of fatal confusion. The basis of this confusion is that the term functions at the same time as a myth and as a description. Words possess denotations, the objects, real or imagined, at which they point, and connotations, the cloud of associations and feelings which they generate. The word science in everyday talk is all connotation and no denotation. The crucial attribute of those verbal puffballs the German scholar Uwe Perkson calls plastic words and Ivan Illich amoeba words. It points to no agreed object. There are so-called hard sciences and therefore by inference soft sciences, observational sciences and mathematical sciences, historical sciences and experimental sciences and it possesses no agreed method. One often hears of the scientific method, but even the most cursory survey of the philosophy of science will yield multiple competing accounts of what it might be. 
Because of this, the word science, when its meaning is not further specified, functions as a collage of meanings whose rhetorical purpose is very often to induce nothing more than a radiating field of positive connotations. Science, a diverse, heterogeneous, and sometimes internally contradictory phenomenon, is smoothed out and compressed into an apparent compact and consistent object which can then be made into a social protagonist and a grammatical subject. Science says, comma, science shows, comma, science demands. An actual history with all its twists and turns has been replaced by what appears to be an unproblematic natural object, intelligible, obvious, and at hand. The result is that the myth obscures and absorbs the actual object. So, with that background, the article goes on. I urge you to have a look at it on David Cayley's blog. It's beautifully written. Come back to this question. When someone says to you, the science is settled, as I said, it's not true. Let me give you six specific examples. Number one, coronavirus. The science is settled. Well, I say to you that is just a nonsense. And from other episodes, you would have heard how scientists all around the world, experts of the highest order, totally reject the standard government line that lockdowns work, that masks work, that this is a deadly disease. Number two, climate change. The science is settled. Anybody who disputes anthropogenic climate change is a, quote, climate denier, end quote, There's your clue. As soon as someone throws a name at me that I'm a climate denier or a conspiracy theorist, I know that they have ceased to think. They want to impose that science is settled on me so that my views don't count. In an earlier episode of this show, I have quoted books on climate change proving how unsettled the whole question is. When someone says to you that climate change science is settled and human beings cause it, that's a lie. Number three, coffee is bad for you. The science is settled. How many articles have you seen in the last 20 years where one year coffee is bad for you, the next year is good for you, the next year is bad for you? The science. Next example, fat is bad for you, so as much sugar as you like, No fat, so 99% fat-free, loaded with sugar because food without fat is tasteless. Then documentaries come out and say the sugar industry in America hijacked the science around health, around fat versus sugar in terms of human health. Number five, wine. How many times have you seen the science is settled? Wine is bad for you. Wine is good for you. White wine is bad for you. Red wine is bad for you. White wine is good for you. Red wine is good for you. The science is settled. Bullshit. No, it's not. Next one. Vaccines. The science is settled. Vaccines are safe and effective. Anybody who questions that is an anti-vaxxer. Again, a name that's imposed. As I said before, once someone imposes a name on me of anti-vaxxer, I know that they have ceased to study They have ceased to learn. They have ceased 
to challenge. They have ceased to think. They have accepted the mainstream imposition of the idea that vaccines are safe and effective. So if the FDA, if the TGA in Australia have approved a vaccine, it must be safe and effective. Not true. The other element where the science is settled is in terms of the results of the US election and the questioning of computers. Computers have spoken. Computers must be true in terms of counting votes. Who could question a computer? So, I say you must keep thinking. You must keep learning. You must keep searching. You must keep challenging. Your future depends on it. And I've given you a small taste of the number of times in our lives and in previous lives and previous lifetimes where ideas have been imposed by the mob, by government, by politicians who say it's all clear, just accept it. And a courageous, brave, passionate, committed people said, no, the science is not settled. And indeed, when you really come back to explore this question of science, science is constantly being questioned. Another example that comes to mind is our understanding of the human body. The medical scientists at Harvard Medical School say we know less than 20% of how our body functions, and yet you've got politicians telling you we understand the science, the science is settled when we know so little. So, because the mob says the science is settled, it is not settled. So, I hope that big idea provokes you to think about how easily you adopt this idea when mainstream media, when politicians say this is settled. And of course, classic line, how do you know when a politician's lying, his lips are moving. And that brings me to this week's joke. And I have to read it because it's quite good, but it's a story of having just died A man is sitting in the devil's waiting room, anticipating his pre-admission interview. He notices that all the walls are covered in clocks. They're all running at different speeds. Wanting to know the significance of the clock arrangement, the dead man approaches the receptionist and asks. The girl explains there's a clock for every person on earth, that the more the person lies, the faster his or her clock runs. Being impressed by technology, the man wanders through long hallways, looking at the names under countless millions of clocks, and noting the various speeds at which they're running. After a few hours, he returns to the reception and tells the girl he hasn't been able to locate a clock for Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. The girl looks at him and says, Boris Johnson, the devil keeps Boris's clock in his office and uses it as a fan. (laughs) There you are, there's a thought for you. Politicians lying. Do you believe what politicians tell you? I certainly don't test for other evidence. Now, my song for the week is the beautiful French song, one of the great versions of it by Jacques Brel, Non je ne regrette rien. No, I do not regret anything. And my wish for you is that you listen to that song and let it inspire you to fight for truth, to fight for your right to know more truth, 
rather than less truth. And for you to live a life without regrets, for you to search for what you want to know, for you to be able to live your life with passion in a way that you want to live it, so that you live a life without regrets. There are some wonderful books, I'll make, I'll make a reference to it in future episodes, of living life without regrets, so that on your deathbed you don't go, gosh, I wish I'd lived in a different way. My book for you, because again, this requires you to understand pushing back against mainstream media, pushing back against the mob narrative. And it's a book by Kevin Donnelly, excellent author in Australia called How Political Correctness is Destroying Australia. If you want to understand the price that we will pay in this country and in the West for observing political correctness, this book is well worth your investment of time and energy and money. My quote is by a famous philosopher, Christian philosopher, author Norman Vincent Peale. It goes like this. The trouble with most of us is that we would rather be ruined by praise than saved by criticism. It takes guts to speak your truth. But most people would rather be praised and therefore keep their mouths shut and comply with the mob than to face criticism. I'd rather be saved by criticism. So go ahead and criticize me. My health tip this week, with Melbourne warming up in summer, is for you to explore the dangers of blockout, of smothering your body in blockout, of having nanoparticles in blockout go straight into your system through your skin. I say it's not safe. I absolutely minimize my use of blockout. I embrace vitamin D, crucial element of my health, of anyone's health, and these days you will see many children being given vitamin D tablets because they're taken out of any access to the sun. I say without the sun we die. We are designed to have the sun. That doesn't mean you go and cook yourself every day, but it is dangerous to smother your body in sunblock. And my spiritual tip, at a time of great trauma in America, of the questions of whether or not there will be civil war, violence in America, is the power of prayer. History shows prayer to be a wonderful resource. I invite you to think about how much you pray and the value of prayer in your life and those around you. Okay, that's about it. I remind you to please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to watch it, or the podcast if you want to listen. Visit our websites, covest.com, charlescovest.com. You can subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder at either of those websites, and somewhat irregular written piece, but if you subscribe to Passion Points, you also get the access to this show, which I send to you by email. Okay, that's it. The science is not settled. If you argue the science is settled, I would love you to show me the evidence. You must keep thinking, learning, searching and challenging if you want the freedom to live your life because freedom starts with freedom of thought.
and freedom of thought then leads to freedom of speech, then leads to freedom of action. This is a crucial element to your humanity, to my humanity. Thanks for being with us on the show. I wish you a passion-filled, challenging and fun-filled week and look forward to being with you next week for episode 42. Bye.